When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, 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 and welcome back to our final episode of EW's Binge Podcast, recapping RuPaul's Drag Race All-Star 7. I am Joey Nolfi, Entertainment Weekly's Drag Race reporter, and at the end of a fantastic season, it's time to break out the pate and giblets for the cats, because we have season five champion Jinx Monsoon on the show today, who officially became the first queen to win RuPaul's Drag Race twice when Mama Ru deemed her the crowned queen of All-Star 7. Across the season, Jinx performed one of the best Snatch Game characters of all time as Judy Garland and made peanut butter sandwiches the sexiest accessory on the dance floor, maintaining her signature wit, charm, and comedic timing, both in the challenges and in the work room. Yes, absolutely. I am looking at her tiny ukulele. Uh, On this special episode, we also have an interview with All-Star 7 runner-up Monet Exchange, who spills a lot of delicious tea on upcoming opera gigs that she has booked, why she had Jinx's name written on her lipstick during the Swish Swish lip sync, and some more clues as to who she hooked up with on All-Star 7. For the final time during All-Star 7, enjoy the episode, and as Judy Garland taught us, remember to always know where to find your camera. Hello, Miss Gay Caribbean 2014. How are you? Oh my God, I'm good, Don. How are you doing? <laughs> I am so good. I'm yeah. always so much better when I'm talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank of, you. Of course. But where's the accent today? Is it is it going to come out today? Well, you know, um, it might be. Get, get some get some Caribbean people on this phone. It'll, it'll definitely try to pop out for sure. <laughs> Well, Monet, I for real, thank you so much for taking the time today. I know that you have so many emotions to process, but I just need to first and foremost congratulate you on a fantastic season. I mean, I know that you already know, but like you have to know what a killer job you did on this season. So all the love to you for this incredible run on All-Stars. Thank you. Of course, of course. I mean, from the way that you played the game and the strategery to stirring the dramatic pot, I mean, you had everyone talking this season. I mean, in recent weeks, in particular, about your sensual endeavors, because, like, we need to clarify, because most of your sisters... Yes, your sensual endeavors, because... Most of your sisters that I've interviewed in recent weeks seem to think that you are fibbing about hooking up with someone on the cast. So you got to spill. Who is it? Well, the person that it happened with, they know who they are. And, you know, I'm keeping my mouth shut out of their request. So, uh, yeah, girl, it was not a fever dream. It may have been a wet dream, um, <laughs> so, but it, it done had, had happened. And all shall be revealed once upon a time in the land land close here. So we are going to find out eventually who it is. You promise? Oh, 1,000% we will. (laughs) Well, I thought... Like like a good old drag queen, you need to do it in a very ridiculous and over-the-top way. Oh, I hope so. I definitely hope so. Because I thought 
I thought maybe we were going to get that over-the-top ridiculous way in this lip sync on this episode with Trinity because you appeared to like pull right up behind her when she was on all fours during the So What performance, mm-hmm. but they cut away. Like, were, were you doing something Greg, more explicit? Yeah, I, I fucked the shit out of Trinity in that lip sync. <laughs> it was so fun. And as you can see from the, from the judge's reaction, it was a very gaggy moment. And at one point I stopped and like looked at my watch and I, and I pulled out a cigarette and I smoked it. And then I threw the cigarette away. So it was uh, it was a very fun bit that we did. And um, lip syncing against Trinity was lovely. You know, I really, 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 really love Trinity, and she's just always down to, to 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 play around and have a good time. And it was a really great lip sync. But I'm really mad I did not see me inserting myself into Trinity on television. It was a bummer. Well, th- is that an indication as to who it was? Is this a clue? Mm. Joey, I did not know that you were into Twin Fest. <laughs> I'm not. In, I'm only into Twincest when it's you two. <laughs> um, it might be a little tea leaf. I wouldn't say it's the tea, but it's, it's like a little tea leaf. It's a little um, Professor Trelawney in, in, in Hogwarts. We're giving a little divination there. I love that. Now, the lip sync with you and Trinity, it was really fabulous. And I know that you have both been very open about the fact that you two patched things up and that there is no score to settle on this season. But I think... I mean, you know this fandom better than anyone. You know that they inevitably have their chatter. So, like, do you agree with the fans saying that this makes you the twinner winner, or is that not even on your mind? No, it's literally not not on my mind at all. Like, All-Star Sport was a completely different show, a completely different season. Trinity and I went into this as equals. There was no score to settle. There was no who won this lip lip sync is the true winner of All-Star Sport. There's none of that. Um, So people should really go outside and either touch some grass or smoke it. Some <laughs> girl is not a thing. It's not a thing. It's not a thing, girl. Yeah. Winning this does not make me the true one of all stars for it. Does not. We both won. Yes. 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 They need to touch grass while smoking grass. Let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> um. Now, speaking of lip syncs, I mean, this episode, it came down to several of them. I mean, most notably the final lip sync between you and Jinx. Um. And Jinx, of course, emerged with the crown. So, how did you feel? I mean, I know you put your heart and soul into this game. You played the game so well. So how did you feel in the moment today when you discovered the result of the competition? Um, I was a little gagged, you know what I mean? Because like, I really felt like I fucking went into the lip sync. Honestly, I know Pound the Alarm was one of, before it was one of my favorite lip syncs when we talked a few weeks earlier, but this one? Yeah. <laughs> it's become my favorite lip sync I did on Drag Race. Um, the lip sync bit I did at the beginning, we didn't really get to see it. But in my head, Shay's lipstick, Trinity's lipstick, and I pulled out Jinx's last, and I yeah. put, and I and, and I, I use it to put to put my lipstick on, and then uh, that money moment was a really fun gaggy moment, and then being able to do a little callback to queer culture and just kind of like where all this shit came from to honor a ballroom in the way that I can. I am in no way a great vulgar cat, cat walker anything like that, but you know I have dabbled in a little kiki function here or there in my lifetime, and then so in this like final number because I really feel. Now, I know this is my last time ever going on Drag Race, so I really wanted to like kind of like bring it all back to where I first kind of discovered my queerness and my quote-unquote drag when I would sneak into Kiki Functions and Balls when I was 12, 13, 14 um, at the Gay Men's Health Crisis on 23rd Street and 7th Avenue. So I wanted yeah. to do a little callback to ballroom culture, and I was really proud of the lip sync. I was like, oh, shit. And, you know, and having such a, and being there in the moment, and people had such big reactions to our lip sync and people were really gagging at it. Uh, I was super hopeful. But that being said, Jinx did a great fucking job and I love Jinx so much and she did um, the best that she could, which, you know, and which was great. And it was, it was all lovely, but I was, um, 
I, I this lip sync is my favorite lip sync I've ever done on Drag Race. Yeah, I am. Period, I think, ever. Yes, you. It's a fantastic lip sync, and I did clock that at the beginning. I mean, we see the lipstick, and I can see if you pause it, you can see Jinx's name on the lipstick. So, like that was. I mean, what did you do? Did you come to Drag Race prepared with those lipsticks, or did you do that backstage? Girl, I've been to the corner shit out of that. We were there. <laughs> And then right before we went on, we were leaving. The, I, they may show it in Untucked. I haven't seen Untucked yet. I don't know. But right as we were leaving, I was like, this is kind of how a lot of stuff happens to me. Like in the moment, I was like, oh, I should, I should do some lipsticks. I literally grabbed some lipsticks and I asked the PA. I'm like, can you get some, <laughs> do you have any, um, any, any, any white nail polish? I knew not to ask for white out because they, they banned white oh, out. Oh, yes. I'm like, is this some white nail polish? I really want to touch up my nails really quick. And then I did it moments before we went on stage. Oh my god, yeah, you literally been to La Creme de just without whiteout. You used nail polish. That is genius. Girl, so now, for the future seasons, white nail polish is going to be banned, it's too. It's banned, all thanks to Monet Exchange. You're welcome. <laughs> well, how do you feel now about the chatter that's sort of happening online calling you, like, a robbed queen? Like, is that helpful, or is that detrimental or more difficult to hear from fans, in a way? I mean, um, their intentions are well. Their intentions are really sweet to call me to say that I was robbed, and I should do one of those things, but we seen time and time again, no matter who, girl, sometimes they say it for literally no reason. And I don't want people to say it um, to take away from James. James did a great job all season long. And James is fabulous. And in that way, I think it's, I, I think it's less than favorite to, um, to put the other queen down. And so that would, that would be my thing to say to people who are screaming Rob when it was Rob. It's very sweet, but don't do it at the expense of James's celebration in this moment for a job well done all season. Yeah. Yeah, you, you all did seem to get really close this season. I mean, I think that's part of the reason as to why this will go down. It's one of the greatest seasons in Drag Race history because of the sisterhood and the sort of chemistry that it created on the set throughout the entire season. And I thought it was really, really sweet and touching to see you speaking on behalf of all of the girls. And when you had that really emotional moment with Rue on the runway and you were sort of breaking down, I mean, we don't usually see that kind of a conversation, I think, with Rue on the main stage on like a final episode where, you know, you're speaking on behalf of all of the queens and thanking Rue. So what came over you in that moment that made you want to express yourself that way? I knew that if I lost, I would not get to give my moment with my crypto like everyone else. I stole the moment then. Um, no, I <laughs> uh, I think at the end of Drag Race, every season I've done, but also I score. And on this season, like, what, what, what the time you get to that point, you are so exhausted you are so tired you have been waking up at 7 a.m for the past six weeks you have been working until one o'clock in the morning either practicing something or doing some some other bullshit you are so tired by the end that the littlest thing can make you very emotional and rue had a really sweet moment and he got emotional i mean i don't think we saw him cry but we were all on that on, the, on that last on that finale of the one where we were all really was crying. I think Michelle was crying. Everyone was really emotional because it had been such a great season, but yeah. just really exhausting. So I think that's what incited that. And, um, you know, it's, uh, you know, I, I've said in countless interviews, I'm really grateful for RuPaul and this opportunity and it didn't mean to give me the chance to live my dreams, you know? So mm-hmm. that's where it all came from. But it is, like you said, it is your, I mean, as much as it hit you, this is, you're saying that, are you saying that like predicting wise or like definitively that this is your last time on Drag Race? This is definitively my life. I have, I have no, I, I, I'm done. I'm yeah. good. I'm good. Three times. I'm good. I'm good. Mm-hmm. Unless it's like a best friends one with you and Bob. No, I will never do anything with Bob and Drag Queen besides the podcast. 
<laughs> oh, you're going to deprive us all of that excellence of seeing you guys on a best friends drag race. That's true. That is very true. <laughs> well, I think one of the other amazing things that you did this season was, you know, putting everyone's jaw on the floor with your opera performance last week. I want to make sure we talk mm-hmm. about that because it was so bizarre to see some of the people talking about that online. So why did that strike a particular chord with you because you have spent some time defending that performance to fools on social media. When I defended this, people kind of didn't notice that it was that I was lip syncing. I'm like, people will literally get online and just literally say anything. Just make up anything. They just have a thought and they're like, well, I know for a fact. I'm like, but you literally don't. Yeah. You don't know for a fact because I didn't do that. And yeah, I, I, it was impossible for me, to, for me to pre-record it because I literally, I switched it the episode before. I was My plan was to come in and do um, this song for my for my album coming up, which is not operatic, it's R&B. Yeah. And like literally the, the challenge before, I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to switch to to do classical music. I've said I sing classically I've never done on a show, so let me take the time to do it. So, and I did it, and it was great. So that's why that's that's what bothers me. So it's just funny that I I did this pre-recorded track when it was literally impossible to get done. Spoiler: Like, yeah, I was singing to a karaoke track because we don't have a fucking orchestra at Jag Race, but I was singing to. I mean, I, I was singing to a, an orchestral recording of the, of the song, not my vocals. Right. Well, did you ever yeah. did you ever consider doing this? style of performance on like all stars four or season 10 or anything. Cause I feel like, you know, not many people knew this about you, that you had that in you. But there was no space to do on season 10, but all stars four. Um, no, because at that, t- at that point we had two talent shows to work from. We did the all stars two one and then the all stars three one. And I was like, you know, what really works, what seemed to work is people doing like referencing themselves and I'm something they've done on the show. So that's why I am sponsored for I wanted to go with smoking up and do sponge stuff. Yeah. Um, but this time around, coming back around, and I was like, oh, this, this is my new music. So I can post it on iTunes afterwards and people can buy it. And then and when I was there, I was like, no, fuck that girl. Like, to the thing that I spent $150,000 for, um, <laughs> that then I went to $150,000 of debt to learn how to do. And that's why I did it. Do you have any plans to like do an opera album or more official releases as like opera singles? Oh, an opera album. I mean, I was severely out of practice. Literally, as soon as they came back, I had my friend Laquita Mitchell, who is a fabulous soprano in New York. She sings all over all over the world, all over the country. And um, like, I called her, and the, the person says to me, I, "I'm like, hey, Laquita," and, and she's like, "Ooh, what's wrong with your voice?" And I was oh, like, no. "What?" She was like, "Girl." <laughs> because opera singers are very snooty and, and because I have not had a voice lesson in over a decade she's like you need to find a voice teacher again you need to build up that, that, um, those muscles and get back to work if you really want to pursue this out um, I found a new voice teacher I'm going to be working on this stuff because I've gotten some really great offers to do stuff with different opera companies oh nice and stuff around already which is really great and really fabulous but I want to make sure I'm a singing healthily and I um, you know just really step back into the operatic machine move from out of here um, getting crazy and I'll have to be up in the hospital getting uh, vocal surgery like some of your favorite artists because I'm singing correctly. So um, there's definitely some work I need to do before I can get up in there and really, really do the thing. So regular civilian, they're like, I know it sounds great, but they're just things that as a classical singer, you know that I want to make sure are perfect before I get out of there. But have, yeah, I've gotten two really great offers to do some fun stuff that I can't really say because, um, you know, some other stuff. But Yes, I will be doing sing classical music and singing in some operas and stuff, and, and so with some opera countries in in the U.S. Oh, I love that, Monet. I really 
genuinely love that for you. I cannot wait to see what you do with that. Now, the last thing I want to talk to you about is, I, you know, this was, again, it was such an iconic season. It was so memorable for so many people. Mm-hmm. So what do you personally want people to remember most about Monet on All-Star 7? Um, I want people to most remember, I think what Michelle said, it really ran true for me. Like, I'm the queen of heart and soul. Like, I am always going to give um, my fans, friends, followers, and haters my heart and my soul. Like, good, bad, ugly, indifferent, whatever it is. Like, sometimes I say the wrong thing. Sometimes I do great things. But it's always authentically me, and it's my heart at its purest form. And um, you, you can have a beautiful, pure heart that says the wrong thing or does the wrong thing sometimes. So I think what matters is... Um, is foundationally what is hard, what what your heart is made of, and that's love. So that's why I always meet that way, and that's why I always do. And um, I'm happy that that's what people perceive and perceive from my actions on Drag Race, off Drag Race, on Instagram, on Twitter, and meet and greets on the stage. That's what I'm really most proud of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's why you have amassed such a huge following. It's why there are so many people in your corner after this season. Monet, I cannot congratulate you enough on everything that you accomplished, and I can't wait to see what you do next. Thank you, Joanne Alton. Congratulations to you. You've been really killing it and doing the thing. And um, uh, this little gay boy from Toronto is really out here doing it, making a tour. Oh, Miss Jinx is here. Hi, Jinx. How are you? Oh, yeah, I'm here. I'm good. How are you? I am so great. I am so happy to be feeling the rain and monsoon season once again. I am just so thrilled for you. Congratulations. Thank you so much. Of course. It's so well-deserved. And I just, I have to know how you're feeling processing that you are the first queen to win Drag Race twice. I'm still in the throes of processing you know good sleep is so important and i had a show last night so i actually found out in the middle of doing my makeup for last night's show and then just had to get back to work and then i'm going on like three hours of sleep now so i've been saying it doesn't live in my body yet but my brain is still in the midst of processing everything (laughs) i love that like your emotion of like the the reigning queen of all star seven is like sleep leisure like <laughs> rest <laughs> well no i mean i love being busy um uh, it's kind of great that i was on tour this last week because there was lots of stuff to distract me <laughs> so that i didn't just if i was at home i'd probably be pacing around stressing out my cats (laughs) (laughs) well so you were so you said you were doing your makeup when the news came through um did like dayla burst through the dressing room door was she banging on like what was going on (laughs) dayla and i were getting ready together together her hotel room with my makeup and we actually paused so we could um watch uh watch the episode and yeah, it was it was very surreal because it's just like on Drag Race when the queens are having these heartfelt, you know, candid conversations, pouring their heart out, but they've got like an orange beard on because they're in the <laughs> middle of like blocking out their faces. Yes. So I like we took a little video and took some pictures like during um me finding out uh-huh. and i'm just a blank canvas you know i've <laughs> i've got three layers of grease paint on but no contour <laughs> or highlights so i'm just like a complete i look like a light bulb i don't know i look like a thumb finding out that i'm winning drag race <laughs> <again>. <laughs> oh i love it i would love to see that footage did did you get like <laughs> any hilarious texts from any other rue girls um after 
the news was announced? You know, people have been pretty standard in their text messages. Uh, it's been the pretty standard congratulations, I love you um, text messages. I haven't seen any good shtick yet. But, um, <laughs> Those are still good texts to Maybe get, I'll though. give you a call and let you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, this is also, I mean, it's the biggest prize in Drag Race history. I mean, $200,000. Have you given any thought to what you want to do with the prize money? Yeah, there's some home repairs I've been putting off. Um, I know that how boring that sounds, but, um, you know, as an adult, it's very exciting to get the plumbing redone. Um, but also my husband and I, you know, uh, we got married during the pandemic and there were other things on our mind rather than finding our wedding rings. So I think um, we'll be buying our fruit forever rings with some of the cash, uh, with some Aww. of the prize money. <laughs> Oh, that's very sweet. Yeah. I love that. Now, Jada in particular has joked a lot about splitting people's prize money this season. So do you have any plans for that? Like maybe even for Evie, since she's the only one who didn't win any money this season. <laughs> um, well, I I would hope that the other queens know I have their back in any endeavors, you know. So if they're looking for a silent investor, for their new, like, I don't know. <laughs> I was going to say tucking panties. Like, that was the original <laughs> idea. <laughs> Trinity's already got those. But I'm happy I'm happy to be a silent investor in it. A- any endeavors my sisters may come up with down the road. <laughs> Even if it's just like a dinner at Cheesecake Factory, it's on Jinx tonight. You know, Cheesecake Factory, it's a great place to celebrate. You can get everything <laughs> on the menu. <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> no, winning, you know, this is what this is winning 10 years apart two times for you i imagine it's an entirely different experience maybe a different kind of validation because you now have won at two very different points in your career so what do you what kind of perspective or experience did navigating a career after winning season five give you for how to navigate this victory now I think after season five, I spent a long time just being really, really focused on work and career stuff. And it reached a point where I, you know, had to be extremely honest with myself and say that I I also have to spend some time focusing on me, the human being, and um, making sure I'm at a good place um, as a living person. <laughs> yeah. So I think, you know, the, the reason I even felt like ready for this competition again is because I've put so much work into my, I hate saying craft, but you know, my craft, owning my craft. Mm-hmm. Um, but also a lot of time, you know, like, um, dealing with the human being who has to, uh, create the work and and live the experiences. Mm-hmm. So I think this is very significant for me, just feeling much more grounded and much more present in my life and much more equipped for the trials and tribulations that come um, with a high profile career. <laughs> yeah, no, it definitely sounds like, you know, th- that's speaking from a very wise and, uh, you know, assured perspective. So we're there I mean, do you think that there were maybe specific mistakes or obstacles that you think you overcame after winning back then that come with maybe focusing too much on the work, work, work and the grind of it instead of, you know, sort of basking in it as the person? (laughs) 
You know, I think the biggest lesson I learned in the time between the two seasons is that I have to really like what I am doing and be doing the work that makes me feel inspired yeah. and be doing the kind of work that like feeds my my drive as as an entertainer first and foremost. So I found that like, you know, um, leaning into the, the kind of stuff that I like to create the most is kind of what's empowered me the most over the last few years. And a great example is the, the work I do with Dela with our holiday tour and our film and, mm-hmm. and work that we have planned for down the road and my original shows with my music partner. You know, I'm, I'm hoping and I've, I've been journeying more into scripted work and voiceover work on television but I think I feel most inspired creating my own work and, um, you know, taking that to bigger levels. So we're one of the one of the people churning out the content for the <laughs> consumers out there. Uh-huh. Well, what outside of just professionally, like, what do you think? Because, uh, you know, everybody, I think whether they want to or not, I feel like winning a show like Drag Race does sometimes in some people's eyes comes with a certain amount of responsibility. So what do you want to do with the crown this time around and the platform that it sort of gives, that it gives you? Well, I think, you know, we're at this point in history, we're at this time right now where there's just so much shit to have to deal with constantly every day. And, um, you know, it's, it can be a really scary time. And that's why I think it's so important to, see the power of celebrating one another and uplifting each other. And even in the midst of a competition, you know, like what I think resonated with a lot of people with this season, it was just getting to celebrate people doing something they're passionate about. And we can definitely do that in our day-to-day lives with the people close to us. And I think that's a really important thing right now because it's the only antidote to all the shit we have thrown at us right now, you know? Mm-hmm. I, I found that leaning into my important relationships through the last few years has been the thing that's been keeping me going. Yeah. So I hope to just, you know, uh, do the work that makes me happiest because uh, that's the work that I think the audience enjoys the most mm-hmm. and resonates with people the most. And so I just want to continue being genuine and authentic and passionate about my work as I move forward. <laughs> yeah. And I think that that's one of the reasons why this season came off as one of the absolute best that Drag Race has ever put on, because I feel like that comfort amongst the cast really came through. You all felt like you were sort of in your comfort zone. You were at, at least amongst each other and you could feel the sisterhood. You could feel it coming through and everything that you all did. So I think that, yeah, that's really important to hang on to after the season as well. And it was a really hard fought battle for you. I mean, you won so many challenges. You had the best snatch game of all time. You made peanut butter sandwiches, the new hottest accessory at the club. And it all came down to these lip syncs in the final. So how did you feel about the finale being structured like a lip sync? Like, did you feel nervous about that being the format of the final challenge? I guess as a Virgo, I liked knowing the rules, you know, it's kind of like, uh, uh, there being so much structure at the end, you can strategize when you know, rather than like when they tell you that morning, you're going to be, <laughs> you're going to be running a 
<laughs> five star restaurant. You got to make it drag and you got to make it fashion. You know, um, the lip sync smackdown is something you can kind of strategize and prepare for. And you know, it's no secret that we have our little iPods so we can be practicing the songs. And you know, the weekend leading up to that smackdown, I, I think all I did in my hotel room was. Um, listen to the potential songs and you know zone out playing video games it was a very it was almost zen you know <laughs> uh-huh i mean i also i mean the, the topic of you and lip syncs this season has been so interesting to me i heard a lot of rumors about things that happened particularly with a cartwheel can you clarify all of these things that i'm hearing about a cartwheel yeah um you know I'd say I did um, 85% of a cartwheel. (laughs) (laughs) And all I can say is, you know, I'm not the editor. I'm not the producer of the TV show. I don't know what goes into the decision making. And I don't presume. I, 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 I guess they edited some of the crunch out of my cartwheel <laughs> and you know how these these things um spread like wildfire so i don't want to claim that i know why that edit choice was made but that's not my job it's not mm-hmm. my job to question those decisions yes <laughs> i mean it was so it was 85 percent of a cartwheel i think that's the most tea we'll get on this 85 hey, percent of you a know, cartwheel that's, a plus. that's not the yeah. stop that <laughs> Yes, yes, exactly. Now, you know, as there always is, I mean, this fandom has a lot of thoughts and feelings about how the finale went down in terms of the structure and why it was a lip sync. So what has it been like, I guess, sifting through and navigating the chatter on social media? Or has that been something that maybe you haven't done at all today um, after season five? Um, a big part of uh, me taking care of myself and uh, at this stage in my life is just setting up certain boundaries and not engaging where I don't think it's going to be constructive for me to engage. Yeah. But, um, you know, I, of course, see some of the chatter and, of course, I, you know, like stumble upon things. And what I've just kind of been saying to myself is like a I do. We did so many challenging things on uh, on this season. You know, we we showed so much. Like, um, <laughs> I, I just think we all showed so much great work. Mm-hmm. But there's so much positive stuff to focus on. Of course, if we find someone's like, um, it, it, you know, a, the crack in someone's defense walls, then we can just pick it apart. But mm-hmm. I'm just choosing to focus on all the stuff I'm proud of this season rather than letting anyone's opinions like uh, get in my head right now. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, no, that's as you should be. And I mean, as the RuPaul quote goes, it's like, if they're not, if if they're not paying your bills, pay the bitches. No mind. Like, honestly, (laughs) Um, now your runways also got a lot of attention this season. I mean, especially that, I mean, the burning at the stake look, I just, my mouth is still on the floor over that look. It is so good. And I remember when I spoke to Dela a few weeks ago, she told me a little bit of the behind the scenes tea about how a lot of your runway looks came together. She said that she talked you out of a Mario Kart design for the Spikes runway, which I found endlessly amusing. So was there anything else that Dela maybe influenced uh, about your runway choices? The Mario Kart thing was the big one. Um, 
because I, I mean, I all have always really enjoyed Dela's aesthetic. And it's one of the reasons why I, I love her producing our shows because she's a perfectionist and she always makes sure everything meets this shared aesthetic that we, that we try to infuse in all our shows. So when she was talking me out of the Mario Kart thing, I was like, I'd be a fool not to listen to this person I, I trust yeah. very, very much. Mm -hmm. But, you know, what I love about my fashions this season is I've worked with um, so many of the designers that designed for me this season for so long that they know what I like in fashion and they know that my aesthetic and my brand so well. But it really feels like a collaboration. Like the flame dress um, designed by Diego Montoya, that was his um, idea, you know, uh, kind of borrowing from American Horror Story Coven. Yeah. Myrtle Snow is one of my favorite characters. And, yes. Um, so it was totally his idea to do that for the light up look, but it was derived from like us working together and um, having a rapport together throughout the years. So I think that's one of the coolest things about drag is you're not just looking at the artistry of the individual on stage. You're looking at the artistry of the team that she's um, pulled together. And drag really is a community effort. Every time we hit that runway, we're wearing designers and wig, wig makers, and we're showcasing off a lot of really wonderful talent every mm -hmm. time we hit that runway. Yes, definitely. I love that you say that it's a community <laughs> effort. It definitely is a community yeah. effort. And I know that today is all about you, but we do have some tea to get into with some other people on this season. I mean, speaking of community, oh. your runner up, Miss Monet, dropping a bombshell that she hooked up with one of you on the cast. I have been asking everybody and I still cannot get to the bottom of this. Do you have any tea on that? I have no tea. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I think all of us, I mean, I'm still stumped and I kind of keep forgetting that I never got the answer to that question. <laughs> Normally I uh, obsess over these things. <laughs> no, um, I think everyone's biggest fear is like, was it me and I forgot? But I can't imagine anyone would forget hooking up with Monet Exchange. So I don't know. It's a mystery to me. Yeah, that would be pretty hard to forget, I feel like. Um, <laughs> now, the last thing I'll ask you is this is this has been such a great season. One of, like I said, one of the best in Drag Race history. What do you want people to remember most about Jinx on All Star 7? I want people to know that like, we do this because we love it and it's not easy and it's uh it can be painful and it's long days and um tour life is uh a double-edged sword you know it's so wonderful but you spend so much time away from home and so much time living at a hotel there's just there's two sides to this whole career and i just hope people know that like we do it because we absolutely love it. Mm -hmm. And the message we get to spread with drag, you know, of self-empowerment and being your own cheerleader and um, taking your life experiences and turning it into art. I just want everyone to see how great it can be when we are given the resources and the love and support to be our very, very best. Yeah, that is a beautiful answer. <laughs> that's, that's something that was really great about this season, you know, like when um, production called and said this was going to be a celebratory season, you know, you're still kind of on guard because yeah. it's still a competition and a reality TV show. 
But I can honestly say production, you know, um, for this season, they really did everything they could to make sure that we had everything we needed to be our very, very best. And that was so appreciated. And then, you know, the sisterhood that we formed throughout the competition, it was just every step of the way, I felt like I had everything that I needed to to do my, my very, very best work. And I'm so excited that that's what I got to do this season. Mm-hmm. I am excited for you too, Jinx. It clearly paid off. I mean, the win is so well-deserved. I'm so happy for you. And I really hope that you enjoy your uh, second reign as a winner of Drag Race. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. Of, of <laughs> course. Thank you so much, Jinx. Have a good night. Thank you all so much for listening. To keep the conversation going, follow Entertainment Weekly on all socials at EW on Twitter and at Entertainment Weekly everywhere else. And tag me at Joey Nolfi. If you like what you heard, subscribe, rate the podcast, and leave us a stunning review. This episode of Quick Drag is produced by Sammy Junio, Lauren Klein, Chanel Johnson, and Jillian Cedarholm, and was edited by Lauren Klein. Full episode reports are available at EW.com.